here with our weekly tech wrap up so let's just get going guys we have some really cool ones today we have the airpods pro 2s to reportedly sport lossless audio support sound emitting charging case in 2022 the new space race will get more heated crowded and dangerous unless you change these settings google is still tracking you so let's get going guys I'd like to thank you for being with us today. This podcast is fairly new and we're just building a crowd base, but we'd like to thank everyone that hangs out, supports us, and listens to the channel. We like to keep these around 15 minutes so that you guys can listen on the way to work, so we're just going to get going. The AirPods Pro 2 to reportedly support lossless audio support sound-emitting charging case. Apple analyst Ming-Ching Kuo expects new wireless earbuds to arrive in the fourth quarter. The next generation of Apple's AirPods Pro will feature support for lossless audio and come with a charging case that can emit a sound to make locating a misplaced case easier. Apple's analyst Ming-Ching Kuo said Sunday in a note to investors seen by Apple Insider and 9to5Mac. Apple hasn't updated the AirPods Pro since they launched in 2019, but a new version of the wireless earbuds with a refreshed design and other updates could debut later this year, if the report turns out to be true. We expect Apple to launch AirPods Pro 2 in 4 quarter 22, with new selling points including a new form factor design, support for Apple lossless format, ALAC, and a charging case that can emit a sound for users to track, quote wrote. We are optimistic about the demand for AirPods Pro 2 and estimate shipping will reach 18 to 20 million units in 2022. Lossless audio support will be music to the ears of many Apple fans. Lossless audio compression retains every single bit of detail from the original recording while still reducing file size considerably. And Apple's lossless format has a loyal following among iPod and iPhone users, although a new format could be in the offing as well. Quo also seemed to lend more credence to reports that Apple is looking to bring health features to its AirPods, including enhanced hearing, body temperature readings, and posture monitoring. AirPods may support health management functions in the future, Quo said. The Wall Street Journal reported in September that Apple might bring a thermometer and a blood pressure tool to a future Apple Watch and is also looking at how to use the iPhone to detect depression and cognitive decline. Apple didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. In 2022, the new space race will get more heated, crowded, and dangerous. The number of active satellites has more than quadrupled in the last decade, and the race to space is only getting started. Over the past few years, the night sky has changed more rapidly than at any time in human history, and the trend will continue in 2022 as our relationship with the space beyond our planet's atmosphere grows more intimate. But there are consequences that come with changing relationships. This holds true even for something as seemingly benign as how our species interacts with the cold, dead vacuum behind the blue sky above us. In early December, my small town held a nighttime holiday festival where hundreds gathered on our historic plaza to count down the lighting of a huge tree. Minutes after, the three-story pine burst out of the darkness into a new state of multicolored glowing glory, a friend pointed up at a clear night sky. 
What is that? Reindeer? Wait, no, seriously, what is that? I looked up towards the top of the illuminated evergreen where a string of shimmering lights moved in an impossibly straight line, appearing to emanate from the tip of the tree. The lights moved quickly across the darkened dome above us, occasionally fading in and out, but always maintaining their straight path. I recognized it immediately. That's Starlink, I told my friend as more people in a crowd were gathered beyond to point at the sky. They launched those last night. Oh yeah, the satellites. There's lots of those up there now. Yep, and it's just the beginning. At the end of 2021, there are around 5,000 active satellites in orbit, according to leading orbit watcher Jonathan McDowell, an astronomer at the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics. That's almost a five-fold jump since 2010. In the past decade, some big names have declared intentions to launch thousands of satellites in the low Earth orbit into blanket the planet in high-speed internet access being direct from space. SpaceX has already launched about 2,000 of its Starlink satellites in the last few years. If Elon Musk's company as well as Amazon, Boeing, China, and others all follow through on their ambition plans to build constellations in low Earth orbit, it could mean over 30,000 additional satellites encircling our planet 10 years from now. At a minimum, we can expect SpaceX and OneWeb to continue to launch hundreds more satellites during 2022. Amazon plans to boost the future of its project Cooper orbiting broadband routers in the latter part of the year. The question of how well we can manage all these commercial constellations to avoid potential collisions keeps some space watchers up at night. In 2019, a European spacecraft had to perform an evasive maneuver to avoid coming too close to a Starlink. SpaceX cited a bug in our on-call paging system, causing a communications breakdown that led to the incident. Hugh Lewis, who leads the Astronautics Research Group at the University of Southampton, explains that managing Starlink is actually a complicated dance of coordinated involving the U.S. Space Force, 18th Space Wing, and secondary satellite information providers like LEO Labs. And SpaceX is just one constellation operator. The key point is that not exclusively the domain of SpaceX, Lewis told me. Conversely, SpaceX have an important re responsibility to maintain a safe environment for every mission making use of and or passing through the Starlink orbital shell. The decisions made by SpaceX to manage Starlink have a much broader impact than we might have anticipated when the constellation was proposed and approval was granted by the FCC. SpaceX didn't immediately respond to requests for a comment. And all that comes at a time when space, at least near Earth, is also becoming crowded in other ways with traffic to and from our planet at unprecedented levels. Spacefarers with a heartbeat. While it's not yet anywhere near the cadence of uncrewed launches, the amount of humans now taking joyrides to and from orbit reached a new level in 2021. And that looks set to continue in the new year. Blue Origin, SpaceX, and Virgin Galactic have all sent paying customers to space in the past year and aim to ramp up that side of their business in the coming months. Blue Origin and Virgin Galactic are running suborbital tours to the edge of the space and that offers a few minutes of weightlessness and an epic view of Earth. But Blue Origin is working on a larger rocket, capable of transporting people and cargo to orbit and beyond. SpaceX already has its crew 
Dragon that sent Taurus to both the International Space Station and to orbit in 2021. This was just a prelude to what we'll see in the near future. Among the missions already on the launch docket is a partnership between Axiom, Space, and SpaceX that will see a commercial spacecraft loaded exclusively with paying private astronauts visiting the International Space Station for the first time. Commercial space flights drew massive media coverage in the past year, launched indefinite infinitely more memes than humans and provided fodder for the Netflix documentaries. Depending on how 2022 goes, we will either look back on 2021 as the weird year during a pandemic when we were all captivated by billionaires and celebrities going to space, or as the moment a new era started, akin to the way history now thinks about the likes of the Wright brothers, Charles Lindenberg, and Amelia Earhart. Which trajectory astronauts will take in the coming year hinges in characteristically dramatic fashion on the world's richest man and his magnum opus of a rocket, dubbed Starship. The next generation vehicle that Elon Musk is building to take humans to the moon and Mars is simultaneously newfangled in its design and ambition, but also old-fashioned in its retro-futuristic aesthetic and moniker. Starship is the vehicle Musk hopes to use eventually transport thousands of people to Mars as we attempt to become a multiplanetary space. And species. The, log the logistics for this project, easily the most ambitious undertaking in all of human history, haven't been worked out beyond building the vehicle. In the meantime though, NASA has signed up to use Starship to take astronauts back to the moon as early as 2025. But the far-off trips to the moon and Mars may be less important, ultimately, than the flight Starship will make closer to home. The odds are still pretty overwhelming that you and I will never set foot on either of those worlds, but it is the potential to use the Space and SpaceX rockets for point-to-point -point trips around the globe that can transform our existence the way the Wright brothers did in North Carolina one day in 1903. For the first time he introduced Starship, previously known as BFR, Musk has floated the idea that it could launch from various spaceports on different parts of the globe, headed up to space and then re-enter and land on the other side of the world. The result is a super fast international flight that also offers the opportunity to experience weightlessness and a world class view. The same view that people are already laying down hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to enjoy for only a few minutes via Blue Origin and Virgin Galactic. This vision requires the construction of more spaceports, Starship, and the cutting of its much muriatic red tape, but we will get to see the first touch of such a flight could look like in the upcoming year, perhaps as soon as early 2022. SpaceX is set to perform the first orbital flight of a Starship prototype launched from Texas. From there, it will climb to orbit and then re-enter the atmosphere to come in for a soft splashdown off the coast of Hawaii. It is long ways away from regular space flights around the world or other worlds, but the path humans took from just barely gliding over the sand dunes at Kitty Hawk, North Carolina to commercial international flights took only about 15 years to diverse, and that was in the early 20th century. When it comes to space, there's always someone with a bigger vision. Traveling out around the Earth via space is one thing, but what about moving significant parts of Earth's industries into space itself? These ideas aren't new. The notions of orbiting resorts, gardens, and even entire cities rotating around the planet with their own artificial gravity is a staple of science fiction. The slightly different twist Amazon and Blue Origin founder Jeff Bezos would like to popularize is what we ought to move all polluting 
industries and more unseemingly operations into space, thereby preserving the environment on the surface of the Earth. Just with Musk's vision for Mars, the logistics for achieving Bezos' vision for moving factories to orbit hasn't been present in detail, but he stands ready to build the rockets to get things rolling. In the meantime, a handful of plans to launch new, smaller-scale commercial space stations do include all the details and could make it to orbit this decade, as the International Space Station creaks into its third decade of operation and NASA searches for a successor. All this activity in orbit creates a bit of uneasy paradox that I've only hinted on so far. More stuff and people in orbit makes it more dangerous for both that stuff and those people. Morbaja, an aerospace an aerospace engineer professor at the University of Texas and a former spacecraft navigator for NASA says we can, should consider near-Earth space as an additional ecosystem worth the same predictions as we aspire to for Earth's land and air and water. People might say outer space is infinite, near-Earth space is not, Ja told me. The finite resource is being utilized without any sort of coordination, planning, and so near-Earth space is in need of environmental protection. Jaw cites the risk of space debris, but not only to astronauts and our other future space travelers, but also to the rest of us on the surface who depend on the services spacecrafts can provide. The reality of space is that at any point there could be a piece of junk as small as a cell phone or maybe even smaller traveling at 15 times the speed of a bullet. That just pierces through one of these rockets carrying people and the game is over. There's no shielding against that. I think people just don't realize it, he said. But the next thing to think about, those satellites could get hit and then we don't have things like position, navigation, timing, financial transactions, so on and so forth. For the past two years, the International Space Station has had to make at least one evasive maneuver to avoid hitting space junk. The most recent incident in November came in the wake of a Russian missile test that saw the country destroy one of its own defunct satellites, creating hundreds of new pieces of debris rip whipping around the Earth. Astronauts were forced to take shelter in the docked Soyuz and Crew Dragon capsules. While building a system to make orbit safer might seem like a gargantuan logistical and political task, Job believes that setting the foundation for managing near-Earth space can start with some relatively simple steps. You can't force what you don't manage, and you don't manage what you don't know. And you don't know what you don't measure, so it's all measurements. Let's measure everything possible. So far, we've managed the area of the space near Earth without major incident, even when military tests suddenly produced thousands of new bits of space junk, as has happened at least three times this century. But this next year and beyond, we will continue to spread our footprint further and wider across the most accessible little corners of the cosmos. I still wake up some mornings with a feeling of disquiet because the problem is growing in magnitude all the time, said Hugh Lewis, the astronautics researcher at some point we won't reach the limits of what we can manage unless you change these settings google is still tracking you google stores your location and data history when you use any of its apps we'll show you how to turn that off for good do you use any of google's apps if so you're probably being tracked even if you turned off location history on your google account you're not completely in the clear yet while disabling that setting sounds like a one and done solution some google apps are storing your location data just open the google maps app or using google search on any platform logs your approximation location with a timestamp. 
Following a 2018 investigation by the Associated Press, however, Google has made it easier to control what location and other data is saved and what is deleted with features like your data in Maps and Search, which give you quick access to your location controls. You just have to know where to look. Turning off location history only removes where you've been from the Google Maps timeline feature, which logs your current location and certain data at a specific time. Google's support page on the matter says that even when turned off, some location data may continue to be saved in other settings, like your web and app activity. Google told us that if it uses this data to make features more personalized and helpful, and that is the information that is never shared with third parties or advertisers. But if you still aren't comfortable with that, there are a few more steps you can generally stop Google from knowing where you are 24-7. Just note that turning out this default setting does have some drawbacks. While Google settings may seem intrusive to some, they also help cultivate an ultra-personalized online experience such as helping people find nearby businesses instead of ones in another city, or seeing personalized ads. They help give users more relevant information instead of random information according to Google. So here's how to really turn off Google tracking and what outcomes of doing this might be. We're going to go as slow as possible, but you might have to slow this down, pause, or rewind. Turn off Google's location tracking. To completely shut down Google's ability to log your location, here's what you do. Number one, you want to open Google.com on your desktop or mobile browser and log into your Google account by using the button in the top right corner. Number two, click your user icon in the top right corner and select manage your Google account. Number three, you're going to click privacy and personalization. Number four, you're going to click things that you've done in places that you've been. Number five, click location history inside the history settings box. This opens activity controls. Number six, below location history, click the button on the right that reads turn off. This opens a pop-up window. Scroll to the bottom of this window and click pause. So what does this stop Google from storing? Pausing this setting prevents Google from storing location markers associated with specific action and stops storing information collected from searches and other activity. Turning it off keeps your approximate location private and other places you go like your home address. Note that certain features effectively like Maps app Google will still need to access your location. However, completing the steps also prevents it from storing any future activity. When Google timestamps your activity within a general area, it is with a span, within a span of more than one square mile with typically more than a thousand users to protect personal privacy. Google's help page on the matter says that this helps them to detect unusual activity such as sign in from another city while maintaining personal privacy. However, you can grant Google permission to use your precise location, your exact location, like a specific address for the best and acutely specific search results for where you are. Pros and cons turning off Google tracking. Well, turning off tracking means that you're, you'll see less relevant ads, less helpful search recommendations, and overall get a less personalized experience using the search engine and its apps and services. For those who enjoy personalized ads, turning off tracking will prevent Google from predicting what you might care about. However, for those who prioritize privacy over everything, turning this setting off may be worth the loss of specificity. The bottom line, you can maintain your privacy and lose the personalized internet experience or continue to see relevant ads and search suggestions instead of more random, unfiltered information. So how do you delete your own location history? Disabling tracking will prevent Google from storing new location information, but it doesn't delete any prior data gathered. 
gathered. Here's how to delete that information. Open Google.com on your desktop or mobile browser and log into your Google account by using the button in the top right corner. After logging in, click your user icon in the top right corner and select Manage your Google account. Click Privacy and Personalization. Click things that you've done and places that you've been. Click Location History in the History Settings box. This opens up Activity Controls. Click Manage History near the bottom of the page. This opens up a map at the timeline in the top left corner. The map shows where you've been and the time timeline shows where you were and where you were at what time. To delete your location for a certain date, click the date in the timeline. Then the date will be displayed below the timeline. Click the trash icon on the right to the to the right of the date in the pop-up window and click delete date. To delete all your location history at once, click trash icon near the bottom corner of the map in the pop-up window. Click the box that reads I understand and want to delete all location history. Click delete location history. Stop Google from collecting your web and app activity. When you make a new Google account, Google minimizes the amount of data it collects by only keeping 18 months worth of web and app activity by default. Anything older than that is deleted automatically. Here's to stop Google from collecting your future web and app activity. Open Google.com on your desktop or mobile browser and log into your Google account by using the button in the top right corner. After logging in, click your user icon in the top right corner and select Manage your Google account. Click Privacy and Personalization. Click Things You've Done and Places You've Been. Click Web and App Activity inside the History Settings box. This opens Activity Controls. Click Turn Off underneath Web and App Activity. In the pop-up window, click Pause. Click Got It. And hopefully that information is useful to you guys out there that don't want Google to track you. I, I, I think that a lot of it can be for good, don't get me wrong, but there are some times when it's just like too much. You know, they just overtrack. So anyways, guys, thanks for listening to this podcast. This is the weekly tech wrap-up for Sunday, January 2nd. Be sure to check out jaymediaone.com for all the coolest tech gear that you can't find anywhere else. Also, check us out on YouTube at jmedia1, and we will see you guys for the next podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Later, guys. Mm-hmm.